God bless you, West Angeles Church of God in Christ, Bishop Blake and Lady May. What a joy it is for me to have this time to share with you on your 52nd pastoral anniversary of church existence. Man, what a job. What a work you all have done there. It's a model church, and it has blessed people all over the world. And I want to thank you for the times that you have allowed me to come and minister there in your pulpit and share the great congregation that God has blessed you with. It's always been a joy. Your friend, your brother, your confidant, and I love and appreciate you. Thank you for letting me share in this celebration. My wife also sends her love. Now let's go to the word of God. Father, I thank you for this time of sharing. And as I stand before your people, I can't do this without you. But I can do all things to you that strengthen me. So let me minister with clarity. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Let's go to the book of James, the first chapter, the second and the third verse. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Again, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. I'm going to minister from this passage of scripture, a message entitled, there's joy in this. If I was with you, I'd have you repeat it with me. But there's joy in this. You know, people that go through trials, they really don't see joy in it all the time. As a matter of fact, people really don't want to have to go through trials. We avoid them with everything that's in us. When you see people going through with trials, you have to understand that God is doing something. You see, when people go forth in ministry, you get a chance to see the work of ministry. You see the results of ministry. But sometimes you don't see behind the scenes the difficulties, and the challenges that come with such great work. The work that's being done there in West Angeles is a great work. So you have to understand there has been great opposition. So I want to help you in this celebration understand how you can get joy out of this. You see, when James was writing, he was writing to a people who were acquainted with great pains and challenges. Most of the Christians here first, they faced several trials even to the point of losing their homes and their jobs and their security within their community. They had to flee literally for their lives to strange places. Now, how do you get joy out of this? Well, you need to understand that your trials, they really work for you. I've shared this testimony before, and uh, uh, every time I think about it, it brings this memory back when I was an evangelist some years ago. There was this young man who was really impressed, and he was blessed by my life. And uh, he wanted me to pray that he had, could get the same type of anointing that I had. And I'd never heard of that before. Uh, and so I didn't really want to pray for him, but he insisted that I pray for him. So I laid my hands on him, and I began to pray, God, let him be struck by lightning. God, let him lay dead for 45 minutes. God, let this young man lose his job. Let his car get repossessed. Let him lose his home. God, let this young man have to go around late at night with food stamps so he can break it to get changed to buy pampers for his children. And I began to pray. And the more I prayed, that young man got more puzzled in his look. I said, God, let him have to be on the welfare. Let, him, let his friends turn their backs on him. By that time, this young man looked up at me and said, wait, wait, preacher, what are you praying? He said, I ask that you pray that I get your anointing. And I told that young man, don't covet my anointing if you're not willing to inherit what I've gone through to get this anointing. It takes something to get to a place in ministry. You don't just up and be in ministry 52 years without experiencing something. But what you find out is that God takes that and he works it for your good. 
That's why the scripture says, count it all joy. So there's something we need to understand about trials. Now, first of all, when you look in the King James Version of the Bible, you will find the word trials is not in there. Now, it, it took me off guard, too, because I was looking for it one day, and I couldn't find trials in the Bible. T-R-A-I-L-S. It's not in the King James Version of the Bible. The word trial is singular, but it's in there only six times. Now, as difficult as that may be to believe, it's the truth. It is in there only six times, two times in the Old Testament and four times in the New Testament. And each time the word trial is translated from Greek to the word trial, it uses a different Greek word. So when you study the word trial, it never repeats the same Greek word in its study. I thought that was interesting. So I began to look at the definition of these words and I began to realize that the trials, each one of them, they serve a purpose. For the first time, you will find the word trial written in the scriptures in 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter and the 2nd verse. It says that how in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounding unto the riches of their liberality. That word trial there is do dokime. And that word dokime, it literally means proving trial, approved, tried character, a proof, a specimen of tried worth. So what that says to me is the first time the word trial is in the New Testament it's a test or a trial to test your worth. Let's keep going. So that's the first time. The second time you'll find it is in Hebrew, the 11th chapter, Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 36th verse. It says, and others had trials or trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Now, the Greek word for trial there is pyra. That word means to test. It is an experience, an attempt of a thing, an experience or to learn or to know by experience. So this trial is there to test what's in you. That's interesting. Now, I'm not going to preach on all these points. I just want to make them real quick for your hearing. The third time you find the word trial in the scriptures is in 1 Peter, the third chapter and the seventh verse. It said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, that word trial there is dokimion. That word is dokimion. And it means a trying, a proving something which is tried or proved or test. So this is a trial. Of course, the first word in the definition is trustworthiness. So this is a trial to test your trustworthiness. My God, a, a trial to test where you are as being trusted. That's powerful. And then the last time you find the word trial in the scriptures, it's in 1 Peter, the fourth chapter and the 12th verse. It says, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Now, that word in the Greek is perusis. That word, when you look up its definition, 
it means or it defines a burning, the burning by which metals are roasted and reduced by a figure drawn from a refiner's fire. And so it's also the calamities or trials that test the character of a thing. So this trial is a trial to test your character. Now, it's interesting because when you look at this, you will find out that Jesus, he was tested in every one of these areas before he could go forth in his power. The point that I'm making is, is that when God allows trials to come, how can we count it all joy? Because we got to know that God is using them to get us to what he wants to use us for. Notice when you look at the scripture, before Jesus could go forward in the power of the spirit, he was led of the spirit to be tested by the devil. I'm going to say that again. Before Jesus could go forth in the power of the spirit, he had to be led by the spirit to be tested by the devil. You see, you can't get through what you have to go to until you go through what you have to go through. Look at what the scripture says, and you will see that in each one of the devil's appearances to Jesus or conversations, he's testing one of the four things that you find when you look at the word trial. Go with me to the scriptures real quick. Matthew, the fourth chapter and the first verse. It says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That word tempted literally means to be scrutinized, enticed, or disciplined, to be analyzed, examined. So Jesus was led of the spirit for an examination with his trial. And when you look at it, you will find out it was testing his worth. It was testing what was in him. It was testing who he was, and it was testing his character. Luke 4, 3 and 4 says it like this. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God, command that these stones that be made bread. And Jesus answered and said unto him, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now notice the devil said unto him, if you be the son of God, he was testing who he was, testing who you are. Let's look at it again. The fifth and the eighth verse of the fourth chapter. And the devil taking them up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whosoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me and shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall I, shall you, I worship. What is in you? That's what he was testing. That was the trial of what is in you. When you keep reading the ninth through the 12th verse of the same chapter, he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down henceforth. He says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thy dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Look at there. He was testing his worth, the value of something, the measure by which its qualities or by the esteem in which it is held. And then when you keep reading the scripture, you will find out again. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. 
The reason I want to conclude this, because the Bible says he departed from him for a season, which means he was coming back. That's a test of your character. I know you're going to be all right today, but how is it down the road when people can't see you? You see, your character speaks to the agreement that you made with God when nobody else is around you to see it come to pass. So here we see where the enemy has come with the same four levels of trials to Jesus. You see, you got to look at it how God wants you to see it. We sometimes get on the negative side of a trial and we give up and we yield and we want to throw in the towel and we want to say God is lo don't love us. But the devil is a liar. You see what you've gone through, the devil may meant for it to deplete you, but I'm here to tell you God will use it to complete you. The devil meant it to destroy you, but God is going to use it to restore you. And as the devil meant it to break you, God is going to use it to make you. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, when you are compassed about with temptations. He said, count it all joy when these difficulties come upon you, when these misfortunes come your way. Count it all joy knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Yes, the trying of your faith. Know this, perceive this, get it in your spirit. Don't let nobody take it from you. There's something to this. Know this, that the trying, the proving, the testing of your faith, your worth, the testing of your faith, your belief, the testing of your conviction, the testing of your testimony. It's working. It's accomplishing. It's achieving something. The Bible says it worketh for you. Patience. Now look at this. Patience is so important because patience is the ability to endure. It is the consistency of who you are. It's the degree of degree of firmness or the density or the veracity, the, 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 the uh, resistance that is uh, in you, the ability to remain, patience to endure, patience to get through one trial after the other, to get from one victory to the next, to get from one testimony to the other. You can't can't stop now. You got to get to patience because patience will cause you to endure when others are falling out around you. Patience will cause you to endure when others look at you like they don't understand. He says, but you got to let patience have her perfect work. Oh, uh, yeah. So that you will be entire, wanting nothing. Look at what the scripture says. That means it'll make you complete. That's why you got to count it joy, knowing that as the enemy comes against me, when he tries to stop me, it's only working for my good. When he comes against me, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard. Listen, every trial will get you to another place in God. Every challenge will get you to a higher place in God. You got to remember that. Blessed is the man. And that endureth temptations. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised for them that love him. Let me just say this as I come towards my end of the message. I'm so glad that we have men like Bishop Blake, men who has faced the challenges of ministry, who has faced the trials of success. Of course, we all see uh, the 
wonderful building and we see the crowd and we see the car and we see the homes and we see the the accolades but you don't see the plotting and the planning and the try to trip you up but when you know God has his hand on your life and you know God has a work for you you will stand up and go through every trial and go through every challenge because you know that God is getting you to a perfect place notice what happens when the devil ended the temptations of Jesus the Bible said Jesus he departed and returned in the spirit of power to Galilee he stayed in the wilderness going through the testing or going through the trial until he got to his power yeah and when he came out of the wilderness the Bible says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Can you all see him now? People are now speaking about him. And Jesus, he went to the place they were teaching in the synagogue. And he opened up the book according to the word of God. As it was custom there in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And there was the delivered to him the book of the prophet Elias. And when they had opened the book, they found the place where it was written. And Jesus began to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captive and to recover sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I want to say this as a word of encouragement. I'm so glad that you went through everything you went through because now you preach the gospel and thousands of lives and tens of thousands of lives have been saved. You preach the gospel and lives have been healed. You preach the gospel and people have been set free. Demons have been chased. I'm so glad we're celebrating because you found the joy in this. You didn't throw in the towel. You didn't give up. You didn't say it's over, but you stood right there, set your face like a flint and said, I will not be moved. That's why the Bible said, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law, in the law of the Lord. And in that law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. He shall bring forth his fruit in due seasons. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he do shall prosper. I'm so glad that Jesus went into the wilderness and became familiar with every trial that I have to be familiar with. He went into the wilderness and resisted every temptation that we have to resist. He went into the wilderness and stood against the devil just like we have to stand against the devil. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, the fourth chapter and the 15th verse, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin Jesus knows 
everything you're going through and he knew what was on the other side of it so I want you to start dancing and start praising as you face another trial it's not bad but it's a good thing because there's joy in it every time you have to wipe your tears go on and wipe them and start shouting there's joy in this just think how many people's lives have been changed because we found joy in our trials so many people have walked away from the pulpit because of their trials but thank God Bishop Blake found joy in his trials and I want to tell you to do the same thing stop crying stop complaining and start praising because there's joy in this every time you face difficulties there's joy in this every time you go through there's joy in this every time people look funny at you there's joy in this count it all joy yes that's why I'm happy today because I made it to where I am because I found joy in every lie I found joy in every backbiter I found joy in every trap and you'll just wait because I can hear in the spirit that it ain't over yet God got some more work for you. He has another thing for you to do. Another accomplishments to make. So keep on shouting. Keep on praising. And keep your joy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what God told me to tell you. That we find joy in it. We find joy in it. Ministry. It's going to always be met with challenges. But the real called. They find a way to get joy in it because we know that God is using it to make us what he wants us to be. I want to pray for you and I want to say this to you all there. I feel this by the Holy Ghost that there's a reason that the life of our bishop is going in this direction because there's something else that God has him to do. And I believe we're going to see it happen and we'll be celebrating again. Father, I thank you and I praise you for what you have given us as an example of godliness and consistency. The work is overwhelming, but it reflects your goodness. So God, when we see it, we know that we counted joy because we had to go through something to get to something. But we praise you for it because we made it. Now for every person that hears my voice, God, let the joy of the Holy Ghost be on them and let them know that it's all right. It's just another moment to praise and to find joy in it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.